Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 641 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains and the Ottawa Senators have cut their training camp numbers down to 30 left competing for an NHL job. Ross, we're going to take a look at the 30 players that are still here, some projected lineups and who's looking good so far in the preseason. Not only in the NHL, but some of these reassigned players have already started their junior season. So we'll get a prospect roundup and more. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast. It's your team every day. making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Monday, October 3rd. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where the best way you can help the show grow is to like every video by clicking the thumbs up and subscribing to the Locked On Senators channel. We hope you enjoyed our bonus coverage over the weekend with the Atlantic Division previews. We'll have the remaining four teams and the Locked On Fantasy Hockey crossover next weekend. Those will be available in audio format as well. But Pilsy, it's a packed show. We've got about 20 cuts to get to. Belleville Sens training camp is underway. And happy birthday to Artem Zub. The mystical creature turns 27, still in the prime of his career. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're stoked that uh, we get to celebrate. Happy birthday to all who celebrate uh, the Zub stands out there, definitely. But uh, yeah, we're getting closer to NHL regular season starting here, Ross. A lot of cuts have been made, and now the we can zoom in on what these roster uh, lines look like because it's not just a big wide picture. We kind of have it narrowed down now. And the practice is done for today, so we have line combinations we'll get to. I didn't even mention the two-goal third-period comeback against Montreal in the lone home game, and then Alex Debrinkit puts Ooh. the kitty cat upstairs to bed. And this one away. Claude Giroux with a three-assist performance in that game as well. And results don't really matter in preseason. But when you have one game in front of your fans, it's always good to get the win. Yeah, especially with those new players coming in like Giroux and Dabrinkat. And, I mean, Pinto's not a new player, but he's a guy that we haven't got to see a whole lot of. And there's high expectations. And, boy, did he meet those expectations. I would say excelled past them. I loved what he said after the game. He's like, yeah, the pre-scouts will probably change, but for now, I'm wide open in the high slot. <laughs> Even the low slot. The first goal was in the low yes. slot. Stick taps to Derek Broussard. Nice little bumper play. Great setup as well by Giroux going down low first. And then, man, what a rocket from the high slot. Again, Claude Giroux with the little assist to him. And uh, this one, he made no mistake. So Shane Pinto, the stocks are soaring. And soon... The league will understand why Ottawa Senators fans hold him in such high regard. Yeah, like he he cannot be a part of the Chikrin deal. Like that's we oh, need Ch- Chikrin's, Chikrin's getting traded. Yeah, I don't know if you're you're aware. Breaking news uh, on the Locked On Senators podcast: Chikrin may be traded. Ottawa is looking like they might hmm. be after him. Wow, 
And I heard Arizona really likes Shane Pinto. Who doesn't like Shane Pinto? He was unreal on Saturday. And look, I know that Alex DeBrink is one of the shortest players in the league. And I know Claude Giroux is also under six feet tall. But this photo that I'm going to pull up on Twitter, like, Shane Pinto is an enormous human being. I don't think that, like, we, we talk about his hockey sense. We talk about his face-offs. We talk about his shot now as well. But, like, the Senators tweeted out this photo on, um, sorry, the Senators tweeted out a photo after the game on uh, on Saturday night. And I was like, dude, he he's, he's towering over those other guys out there. You see this? Dabrinka looks so small. Oh, my God. <laughs> He looks good with the A, though. He does. He definitely does. Yep, absolutely. And, yeah, just seeing, like, Ross, if we would have said three, four years ago, there, we're going to have an Ottawa Senators picture that includes Claude Giroux, Alex Dabrinkit, and Derek Broussard, I wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I'm pretty sure that's uh, Jake Sanderson uh, right behind Giroux as well. This This cannot be considered the second power play unit, can it? I, well, again, I think I'll reiterate what I said last time we kind of talked about this. I think people need to change their mindset of power play unit number one and power play unit number two. It's more a A-B type situation yeah. because both of these power plays are absolutely lethal, especially the taste we got to see of uh, of Dabrinkit, Pinto, Stutzla. Or no, Stutzla wasn't there, uh, but he... No, he won't be there. He'll be a part of that other one. So it'll oh, be yeah. what? Pinto... Giroux, Pinto, Sanderson, Dabrinkit, and then Sanderson. you're actually, it makes sense why you're having trouble figuring out the fifth guy because it has officially changed. We'll tease because yeah. we're going to get okay. into the lines, but Tyler Mott will be net front on that double. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. Power play one and power play one A, or we go, you know, PP one A and then PP one double A because there, there can't even be a B. There sure. can't even be a B. So Tyler Mott's going to be right in front of the net. Shane Pinto in that bumper spot. You think he looks good there oh, or what? In, in the in the low slot, tipping pucks as well as as pulling the trigger. Then you've got Debrinket on his one-timer side on the left wall. You've got Giroux on his strong side on the right wall. And then Sanderson up top picking up the biscuit. And what I love too about Shane Pinto's second goal in that game against Montreal was Sanderson picked up the puck on his backhand at the right wall, pulled it to the middle, brought the, the defenders towards the middle, and then just put it right back to Giroux. And then, obviously, he does the rest to make a great feed. All three of the power play goals, because or sorry, the, the other one was in overtime uh, about a yep. minute in. It was all just Giroux putting it on a, on a platter for, for whoever was going to get it. And, and uh, Derek Broussard made a nice move as well. Um, and what's great, too, not only did the power play convert twice on, uh, on Saturday night against Montreal, but Pilsy also took a step in the right direction in what was otherwise a brutal. Sorry, Ottawa's power play three for five. I, I knew it was three. So there you go. Three for five on the power play on Saturday. And they even converted on one with Drake Batherson scoring in what was otherwise a pretty gross game in Belleville on Friday night, a 6-3 loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, that, uh, that game in Belleville, like... That might be one of the worst Ottawa Senators hockey games I've seen, especially after we were very emphatic about how weak that least roster was for that performance to show up was was not great. But full full uh, 180 with uh, with the game up against Montreal. Sure, it didn't start great, 
but it's not how you start, it's how you finish, and uh, things look pretty good at the end of that. You know it's uh, preseason in a small town when ice time was not even kept on the official NHL website for that game in Belleville. However, one other bright spot from that game was Angus Crookshank with 16 seconds left, making it 6-3, but he got on the board and he had a tremendous preseason. I say had because Angus Crookshank was one of many, many Ottawa Senators that were either reassigned, released, put on waivers as there was a host of roster movement after Saturday night's game against Montreal. So we're going to put all the pieces back into the puzzle for you. We've got our line combinations from Monday's practice and more. But first, Pillsy has a word from a new sponsor alert. One of new many this sponsor. Week. Yes, yes. We're, it's sponsor season. So we're excited about that. And it's important, guys, to keep your home safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. And you don't earn the trust of that many people, 4 million, without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7. 24 7. So you're never in doubt. Professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With that 24-7 professional monitoring, the agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first response in an emergency. So right away, someone's coming. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. They got HD security cameras so you can see everything crisp and clearly inside and out. The monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. That's all it's going to take, a couple minutes at simplysafe.com slash LockedOnNHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash LockedOnNHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, Pilsy. The Ottawa Senators roster now sits at 30, and that includes a few injured players. Zach Ostapchuk and Victor Lodine, both still injured from the rookie tournament. Really unfortunate, although Ostapchuk was skating today with his teammates in a non-contact jersey. So curious to see what it takes for him to get into the lineup and if he will play a preseason game Obviously, the team has high hopes from him. Giving him a contract after his first camp really sucks, too, for Victor Lodine, a guy who we were very clear needs to spend more time after a great opening to his North American career, but really has to get used to that small ice service more and more, and now he's recovering from a concussion. So those guys are still in Ottawa, but a lot of guys aren't. Was there any cut before we get into the full list that surprised you at this stage? No, none of them really surprised me, Ross, because the thing we need to keep in mind when looking at these cuts, like there are so many prospects we have interest in and high hopes and and you can see maybe having uh, getting some ice time at the NHL level. But in reality, there's really only two spots up for grabs and they're quite literally the lowest spots on the team fourth line center and the sixth defenseman. So there's not a lot of options for movement. So that's why I think the Sens are just like, hey, look. 
it's not that you necessarily had a bad camp. It's just there's not a spot for you here, and we'd rather send you in your appropriate to your appropriate team so you can hit the ground running this season. So I wouldn't say any of the cuts really surprised me. All right, well, let's get into who left, and then we'll take care of who is still here. All right, so first things first, after the game, they placed the following players on waivers. So these guys are, are eligible to be picked up by any teams. I don't think they will, per se. This is the time of year where you can sneak guys through waivers. Think Nick Paul, think Mike Hoffman, because teams are so hyper-focused on their own talent. They're trying to realize, okay, Let's get these guys down to our own system. So for Ottawa, Rook Chartier, Jake Lucini, and Dylan Hetherington have been placed on waivers. Yeah, so I, I guess we'll find out later today if they've been claimed. Like you mentioned, I don't think either of these guys will be claimed. Although, if a team has been watching the AHL closely, then oh, Jake Lucini is an absolute <laughs> stud. And maybe it'd be worth giving him a shot. Yes. All right. Do you want to hit the players who have been assigned to Belleville who do not need waivers? Yes. So this is all courtesy of at media underscore sends on Twitter. The sends have assigned the following players to Belleville Senators. Angus Cruikshank, Philippe Daus, Maxence Gannett, Roby Arventi, Kevin Mandelese, Cole Reinhardt, Christians Rubens, Igor Sokolov, and Lassie Thompson. And also Tyler Boucher has been assigned to the Ottawa 67s, which... We all know because he scored a goal. Ooh, no spoilers. We're going to get to a prospect roundup from the Junior League. Thomas Hamara making an impact in the OHL as well. The AHL contracted players are also reporting to BSEN's camp. That's Xavier Bernard, Logan Fladell, and Matthew Wedman. Now, this is this is the interesting one for me. First, just to finish off, Michael Dalcole released from his PTO. Thank you for bringing the league minimum number of veterans to Winnipeg. Really appreciate that. However, defenseman Ben Roger and amateur tryout forward Kyle McDonald, who we've talked about on this show before, yep. they're reporting to Belleville Sens camp. I don't know if Ben Roger's allowed to play in Belleville. I thought that there was a CHL agreement where you can't go one year after your draft and play major or play in the AHL. Now I was, I was having a conversation with someone in the organization, uh, a little more on the outside from, for this type of thing. And he was saying it's a little bit like Philip Dau last year who played 15 games, but he was an overager at the time already 20 Ben Rogers, 19. I'm going to try to do some digging on this one and get an answer, but Ben Roger will be at training camp for the Belleville Sens, Pillsy. So that'll be interesting. Kyle McDonald there as well. So that leaves 30 players remaining. Four goalies, nine defensemen, and 17 forwards. With that, should we pull up what the line combinations were at today's practice? Let's get into it. So we've got Kachuk Norris Batherson, Debrinkit Stutzla Giroux, Mott Pinto Joseph, Kelly Kastelik Watson, Gambrell Brassard Sabrin. Those are the forward groups. Now on to the defense. Shabbat Zub, Sanderson Hamannick. Brantstrom, Holden, mm. JBD, and Nikita Zaitsev. And then the extras still, Jace Howerluck, Jacob Larson on defense, and also Ridley Gregg, who blocked, what, 17 shots in the game against Montreal Bills? The guy's an absolute nail gun, as Pinner uh, mentioned. <laughs> and yeah, that that but that's the thing. That's what you're going to get from Ridley Gregg. Like, sure, he's just coming back from an injury. It's a preseason game. He's still out there blocking shots. You love to see it. 
everything he does is dangerous. Is basically what you're saying. Honestly, yeah, for real. No, but he he certainly made an impact, and he, he's just that heart and soul type player. So Ridley Gregg's still up with the NHL team as well. We didn't have room for the goalies, but of course, it's a goalie-friendly show. We know who's still here. It's Mad Sogard and Antoine Bebo because Cam Bebo. Talbot has been day-to-day, so he hasn't been practicing over the last couple of days, and then Anton Forsberg as well. So that's who's left with this Ottawa Senators team. I know you perked up. In the, in the sense that Mark Kastelik is getting that first look at fourth-line center, I think that's a no-brainer based on training camp. I, I like Kastelik as a fourth-line center. I think he was ready for this role last season. I You guys know I'm a Gambrell guy. Uh, I think he plays a really good defensive game. He's good in the face-off dot. But Kastelik also plays a good defensive game and is also good in the face-off dot. So he brings those qualities while also being a much bigger, stronger guy. Casty went 7 for 9 for 78% in that last game. Uh, so definitely he's shown that he can win those battles in uh, in any face-off scenario. So I like that. And I think just him and Parker Kelly, they just mesh so well together. And then you get a savvy vet like Austin Watson on the right side. And Gambrell is the perfect 13th forward. Like he, he's a guy you don't mind uh, not playing games. It's it's not that big of a deal for his development. You don't have that much invested in him. And you can throw him in and out of the lineup as you see fit. So I, I think Casty definitely is a great call for fourth line center. Who's second for you right now? Is it Derek Broussard or Dylan Gambrell in this race? I mean, if we're if we're just going from time of recording, Dylan Gambrell has a contract. Derek Broussard does not. Gambrell gets the edge. No, Broussard's getting signed. I, th- think? I, I think he will end up getting signed, but uh, un- until that happens, it- it's Gambrell. Because you just saw him playing the way he did on Saturday, especially on the power play in front of the net, and getting that opportunity to play with skilled players like Debrinkit and Giroux. I think we see Broussard not only make this team, but have an impact. And Broussard spoke to the media on Monday saying he hopes to have a similar type role to what Jason Spezza had in Toronto over the last couple of years. And that would be a welcome addition. A guy who can help these young centermen who are a part of the core grow further, push them for ice time, but probably not play more than 10 minutes a game themselves. Yeah. And that's fine. And I like Broussard because he gives you a different flavor on that fourth line. He can kind of give you a little bit more of an offensive punch. Whereas uh Kastelik and Gambrell, it's going to be mostly defense. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's the thing with Gambrell. Like he took less, than his qualifying offer would have been. I think it was qualifying offer would have been 1.1 million. He signs for 900 K. I don't think the organization owes him anything. If they want to just have him either put on waivers or make the team and sit in the press box and wait his yeah. turn. If an injury That's happens. Fine. Right. So um, I, I think for me, my, my handicap is, is Casty one Brassard two and Gambrell three here as, as we roll in. Now, as we look at the decor here, top four, we've known that's been set since the start of training camp. We knew Nick Holden was going to be in, but what we didn't know is whether Holden would be playing the left side with either JBD or Zaitsev, or whether he would move over to the right side and play with Eric Brandstrom, which seems to be the case, at least for now. Things can change in an instant, but was Saturday night one of Eric Brandstrom's best games as an Ottawa Senator? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, Ian Mendez in his article today, he mentioned if if you just look at the box score, maybe you're like, oh, it's not a great game for uh, Branstrom. 
dash two played less time than Sanderson. But if you watch the highlights, uh, check out the condensed game at NHL.com. Brandstrom had a lot of really good touches with the puck. Like he had one play where he danced through basically the entire Habs team and got a really good scoring chance. And on that, um, I think it was the first Pinto goal where Broussard passes it to him, where Giroux, Broussard, Pinto. Brandstrom is the guy that sets up Giroux. So he doesn't get an assist there, but he's an essential part of that play. And I I think Ross, it may be too, a little premature to announce Sanderson as the defenseman of that second, or not second, that PP unit one double A yes. uh, unit. Because I think, sure, Brandstrom, big old donut on goals last year. That's not great. That's not inspiring to get uh, ice time on the power play. But Tied with as- Jake Sanderson in goals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But as a lot of the kind of uh, analytics guys on Twitter like to mention, the expected goals, I think that was the sad, mm. the expected goals for Branson on the power play mm. was even higher than Thomas Shabbat when mm. he played there. So I, I think there's a lot of kind of opportunity for Branson. And again, like that, Branson's on a one-year deal, another show-me type deal because Sanderson is is – right there and jbd and lassie are just creeping around the corner so he needs to be given an opportunity to really show the sense hey are are we going to invest in you or not and i think it'd be worth it for him to get time on that second unit and with him lining up with holden ross i i think things are leaning towards uh, my side of the argument that branson will likely start there in the nhl over jbd I'll take solace in the fact that DJ Smith saw enough from Jacob Renner Docker to keep him around through this first round of cuts. Definitely Thompson sign. didn't, right? So yep. you look at that as, as a good sign for JBD. And I know he's got family out east too, so I'm sure he'd be happy to be a part of the trip as the Ottawa Senators will head to Newfoundland and to New Brunswick to finish off preseason later this week. The Sens preseason schedule continues tomorrow in Montreal. Then on Thursday in Newfoundland, and Saturday in New Brunswick. That would conclude a eight-game preseason schedule, Pilsy. Like, Winnipeg plays six. A lot of other teams are playing six. Not only is Ottawa playing eight, but the final four games all against Montreal. Oh. Hey, I, I don't mind it. And and especially the good people, the East Coasters, you, you guys know I, I had a great time out East. I didn't get to go to New Brunswick and Newfoundland, though, the, the irony of that statement. But the East Coast people, they deserve to see some sense hockey. So I'm glad they're making that those extra games happen. And I'm sure a lot of East Coast um, uh, people out there are fans of the Habs, too, as it's geographically uh, close to them. Yes, yes, 100%. But hopefully we can convert a few extra Sens yes. fans out there. And as I tweeted out, at Sens Central, you can follow the show there. I think I did right when I found out at the start of training camp. But DJ Smith alluding to the fact they're bringing their full team out there. Sometimes yeah. in the in the past, I think I pulled up the team that I got to see in Newfoundland, <laughs> I think 2016, Eric O'Dell, first line center. Woo. But it was more so just like you want the East Coasters, and especially I'm sure the tickets aren't cheap out there, the ones that are still available, it sounds like it's pretty hard to get a hold of one. You don't want them going out to see these these minor league guys. They, they have minor league hockey out east. Like they want to see the Stutzels, the Giroux, the Debrinkets, the, the Brady Kachucks, all those guys. And Thomas Shabbat, who I first discovered when I was living in Halifax. Guy was an absolute star in junior. But anyways, happy to see that they're going to bring their full team out there with a couple battles still left. So, for the final defensive spot, it's between Branstrom, JBD, and Nikita Zaitsev. However, 
I think the writing's been on the wall for Nikita Zaitsev. And I know it was a bouncing puck on Saturday, but he looked absolutely brutal again. And uh, what more can you say? We're just beating a dead horse. Yeah, I mean, it's terrible, but they might as well get a plaque in the press box with number 22 on a seat. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. get him his his favorite convection, convectionary items? Confectionary, word Confection? of the day, Con- confectionary. Confection, confectionary. What do you call those stores? Confession. No. Concession. Concession. The concession <laughs> stands. <laughs> the concession stands, but is it a confectionary? <laughs> I'm not sure that's a real word, to be honest, but uh, I'll, I'll let you look that up. Confectionary, a shop that sells candy. Let's go. Wow! All right. Once again, I'm pro- I'm proven wrong on the your your vocabulary exceeds my <laughs> vocabulary. Thought. Vocabulary. No, no, you got it there. I, yeah, I heard an extra okay. syllable. You got it. You got it. And now all of our listeners now have a word of the day: confectionary. We Don't we need a graphic or a noise for word of the day, like 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 a star shooting across the screen with word of the day. Well, guess what? A little inside baseball here. We've got a new oh, yes, toy. Sir. Or on order and sound effects are coming soon. We're going to get a few clips loaded up, maybe four goals. That's absolutely sick. And a few yeah. other ones, but we're really looking forward to adding a, uh, a new wrinkle to the, uh, to the already well-oiled machine that is locked on senators. Speaking of which <laughs> let's hit a quick break and then we'll come back, wrap up the line combinations, and then take a look at some of the Sens junior players who are already making noise, whether it's overseas or in the CHL. All right, Pilsy. So the Ottawa Senators are down to 30 players. You think they bring all 30 to the East Coast? Um, yeah, I, I guess so. Because maybe they have different uh, different guys play in each, each spot. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how, how they decide that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious as well. Cause I, I know they're, they're going to probably go straight from Montreal fly out East. So I'd assume yeah. they're not going to just be like, Hey, you guys, thanks for coming to Montreal. Now just take the train back or something in the meantime. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> um, who's your, who's going to be your locked on player. We'll get to it tomorrow. Actually. And you know that we're here five days a week for it. And tomorrow's the Sens game day. We'll get the line combos. I know I'm excited to see Tyler Mott, though, on that power play unit, standing in front of the net, banging in loose pucks and all that. That'll be pretty exciting. It was also exciting to get to on-pace season, Pilsy. Tyler Boucher is on pace for 63 goals this year in the OHL. I mean, we, we're we not surprised. <laughs> he's he's going to have a big year, right? Do I look nervous? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, definitely. That's uh, that's interesting to see Tyler Boucher start off. Sure, empty net goal, but it looks the same on the stat sheet. It was nice, though. I mean, yep. he stripped the puck in his own zone, made a move around the defenseman at the blue line, and then put it home. So I got nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. on pace, if you go to Elite Prospects, they've got their projected uh, thing where it's just an, an easy stat where, where you multiply it. 67 goals, no assists. Plus 67 this year in 67 games. I mean, that works really well for the 67s. Yeah, I love that. Those numbers all work out well there. And and, and that's the thing. Like, I think it's so much more valuable. We talked about this to have Tyler Boucher go back to the OHL and and be playing much more minutes with the 67s rather than traveling around with the, the NHL squad for the preseason. So I think dividends are already paying off there. Seven shots on goal for Tyler Boucher, a team high as well for for Ottawa in that game. And the 67s now get their 
first win with him in the lineup this season. 4-2 win over the Erie Otters. Sorry, six shots on goal, not seven for Tyler Boucher in that game. I actually thought Boucher looked good in the game in Belleville, all things considered. He threw a huge hit in the first period and then didn't look out of place playing on a line with Angus Crookshank and Tim Stutzla, but now Tyler Boucher back in the OHL, where he will soon play against Tomas Hamara, who had a goal and an assist in a losing effort against Chandler Romeo and the Sarnia Sting. It was a nice goal, though. Uh, Thomas Samara, you guys know that's the guy I've kind of pegged from this recent draft. And although it pains me to be excited when the Kitchener Rangers score a goal, I'm a Guelph Storm guy through and through. But it is nice to see Sen's uh, prospect there. And just just kind of a, a quick note, um, if you guys saw, he took a picture with one of the broadcasters from uh, the Kitchener Rangers um, broadcast, Rogers TV, Sean Fafaro. Shout out to him. He was one of the guys I worked with. When I started in this industry, Ross, uh, doing Kitchener and Guelph broadcast. So it's good to see uh, Sean there with uh, our guy, Thomas Samara. So congrats to him. Absolutely love that, Pilsy. And before we head overseas, we'll let you know he also got an assist in that game. So two points in yep. two games now for Tomas Hamara. Um, Chandler Romeo got kicked out of the game with 15 seconds left. Uh, unsportsmanlike conduct major. But Oof. you know what? Got to get on the got to get on the stat sheet. You know what I mean. You got to make an impact somehow. So yeah, we'll take it. And uh, that's it for the OHL because again, Ben Roger will be attending training camp for the Belleville Senators. And then I'm just going to take a quick peek at Carson Latimer before I can already tell you you're going to like the stats coming from one of our boys overseas, Carson Latimer, this weekend. Back-to-back games with an assist. All right, two points now for for Carson Latimer. Had six shots on goal and was plus one in those two games. A 4-3 loss. But then, talk about payback after uh, after getting traded, Pilsy. They beat Edmonton Oil Kings 5-1. Nice. That that's good for the Raiders and for the mayor of uh, Prince Albert, uh, Carson Latimer. And Ross, before you before we take that flight overseas, I'm going to get ahead of this one before um, you and Martian uh, decide to to- toss the joke on me once again. Stephen Halliday with an assist. He is in fact a disher. I can confirm he is a disher. So you love to see that from our guy. He go check out our interview with Stephen so you can watch me. Uh, embarrass myself saying, I know you're not a disher, and then him be like, well, I mean, I, I passing is a big part of my game. I had 66 assists, so I would say I'm a disher. <laughs> Back to on-pace season. Cameron O'Neill on pace for 93 assists in 62 games. For, for I mean, that's a that's a down year for Cameron O'Neill, though, based yeah. on his, his stats before. <laughs> yeah, 133 points in high school last year for Cam O'Neill. He's got three points in two games. But Pilsy, three points. Sounds like this weekend for Oscar Pedersen. Did he get three like, points? How do you like that? Yeah, three assists for Oscar Pedersen. Nine awesome. shots on wow. goal. And now in the J20 Junior League, Oscar Pedersen is up to nine points in eight games. Kid's looking good. Pistol Pete. Hopefully he gets some more looks in the SHL because he sat on the bench for an entire game. They count it as a game played. No, I don't, Ross, I don't even think he was on the bench. I think that that was, was. the big problem. No, he was in the press box. What? No, no chance. They, they're they no. allowed to dress 13 and 7. I think, wasn't that the whole argument Sen's uh, prospects uh, was talking about? Is It's crazy that he was a guy that... Uh, I'm trying to find it here, but I'm pretty sure that was the case. It was He wasn't even... 
on the bench. He was just listed on the roster, and they gave him zero minutes and a game played. Maybe, no, maybe no, here, here it is. No, no, he, made, he was the extra forward. Didn't get any ice time. I got it right here. Oh, Some sites will log it as a game played. So he literally just sat on the bench and watched the there entire game. And then he goes back down after that and gets two goals and an assist in his first game back. But yeah, nine points in eight games. We're going to keep our eye all season long on Oscar Pedersen. And what would a prospect roundup be if we didn't touch on the mythical creature that is... Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I just... Uh, I. I blanked out there because we actually had a head-to-head matchup, Pilsy. We had a matchup between Pedersen and Nordberg this weekend. Oh, yeah. Nordberg's wow. team lost 6-3. to Nordberg was dashed to, had two shots on goal, but made it up on Sunday where he was a plus two with three shots on goal. Plus two and a 3-2 loss, Pilsy. Not bad. That's not bad, Ross. I laughed because I thought you were going a different way. Johnny Tyconic had no. a goal and an assist All in right, his season over. debut. <laughs> Well, Tyler Clevin was looking like Jake Sanderson uh, oh, coming down the damn. right wall. I that mean, goal, top cheese. Ooh. Against the University of Manitoba, the shots were 45-16 at the time. Ross, your bison's not looking good there. Not, not my bison. I'm a Nodak send through and through. Gotcha. Again, buddy, clock's ticking. we got to plan that trip down to the Ralph, the Palace on the Prairies. If there's a prospect that you like, let us know in the comments. We'll make sure to follow them along all season right here on Locked On Senators. Where were your home for all things Ottawa Senators Monday through Friday and bonus coverage coming on the weekend? We just can't get enough of it as we will wrap up our preseason crossovers with the other Locked On hosts. We've already done the Panthers and Lightning and we've also done the uh, the Montreal Canadiens and then who would, what was the fourth Sabres, one we right? put out? Or no, not Sabres. Bruins? This is, nope. Oh boy. This is tough for Red me. Wings, Red Wings, come on. Oh, the fellas, Brian oh Fisher and Scotty Bentley, because to be fair, we did record that a few weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Still but with, with Mike DiStefano and David Morissuti of Locked On Leafs, we're recording that on Thursday, and it's going to be out this weekend, so it'll all be fresh content for you right here on Locked On Senders. Pilsy, any final thoughts before we sign off on this Monday edition, a busy Monday Lots of going on after a while. We always do our prospect roundups on Monday because a lot of them play those two games on the weekend. But this was a lot of who goes where and a lot of, you know, now we can dive in to the storylines again throughout the rest of this week. Tomorrow's a game day. I'll just I'll just hit the good folks with the go sends go. All right, go sends go. go sends Leave go. us a note in the comment. And we didn't forget about the giveaway. We Ooh, will yes. have that coming up soon. Pilsy and I are in the lab trying to figure out what the best method is to give away two 100-level tickets for the Ottawa Senators game on April 22nd at home Saturday against the Arizona Coyotes. I had to specify at home like we're going to fly you somewhere. It's going to be in Ottawa at the CTC, 4 o'clock start on Saturday. But for today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. You can follow the show on Twitter at Send Central, on Instagram, lockedon.senators. We're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. <laughs>